So, brethren, it's a pleasure being here once again. And today I would like to continue on the era of marriage, but to focus on the unique difference between the Jewish matrimonial tradition and our Western engagement and matrimonial institution. Now, brethren, please note that all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. So, one can follow along with their Bibles when I've given the scriptures or upon your own time. Research the scriptures and do your own study. So, I'll start. In order to understand clearly the dynamics of this divorce and remarriage issue, one must have a sound knowledge of the difference between the Jewish engagement and matrimonial system and that which obtains in the Western Hemisphere. Now, you can be sure of this fact. It is the ignorance of this difference which is largely responsible for this divorce and remarriage debacle that is threatening to destroy the very foundation of our Christian faith today. Because the hour is so late, I can no longer hesitate to set these Jewish and Western engagement and matrimonial peculiarities straight. So the following, therefore, speaks directly to this point. <coughs> Let us first consider a Western mode of engagement and matrimony. When a couple is engaged in the West, it is an indication that sometime in the future, that couple will be legally married thereafter becoming husband and wife. Notwithstanding this act of engagement, we all know that anyone can opt out of that relationship for almost any number of reasons or for no reason at all. In fact, even seconds before one is legally married in the West, an opportunity for changing one's mind is provided by the following prematrimonial statements. And that goes like this, right? I'm just paraphrasing, right? So my paraphrase is, if anyone has a just reason why these two persons should not be joined together in holy matrimony, let him speak or hence forever after hold his peace. So after that hurdle is passed, the marriage is then solemnized and the man and woman then become husband and wife. This done, any extramarital heterosexual relationship that any one of the married partners engages in is called adultery and not fornication. So for confirmation, I would like persons to read Mark chapter 10 verses 11 to 12, then read Luke chapter 16 verse 18, then Romans chapter 7 verses 1 to 3. For fornication, unlike adultery, refers to unlawful sexual intercourse between an unmarried male and female. Now, at no stage of one's engagement in the West is an engaged woman called a man's wife. Neither is an engaged man ever called an husband under all Western tradition until he is legally married. Now, while what I have just described is true in our Western tradition, a totally different marital scenario obtains in the Middle East. And this difference is what is largely responsible for this marriage, divorce, and remarriage confusion that is afflicting the Church of Jesus Christ today. 
with the acquisition of the knowledge shared. Therefore, let us now together examine the Jewish system of engagement and marriage that obtained from Moses to Jesus' day to see if we can better understand what Jesus meant by his Matthew chapter 5 verses 31 to 32 and Matthew chapter 19 verses 8 to 9 utterances. Under the Jewish matrimonial tradition, an engaged Jewish virgin was considered to be and was accordingly called the wife of the man to whom she was engaged. So one can read Deuteronomy chapter 22 verses 23 to 24 or Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 and 24 for confirmation. <coughs> Notwithstanding what was shared, Jewish peculiarities, no cohabitational rehearsals were ever allowed, not even once, until the night following the, their wedding for the proof of a bride's purity. Okay, so I think I um, skipped out a passage that I would have liked you all to read. So I do apologize. I'm just going to go forward a little bit and reread what was read before, right? My apologies. So with the acquisition of what was just shared, right? Therefore, let us now together examine the Jewish system of engagement and marriage that obtained from Moses to Jesus' day to see if we can better understand what Jesus meant by his Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, and Matthew chapter 19, verse 8 to 9, utterances. Under the Jewish matrimonial tradition, an engaged Jewish virgin was considered to be and was accordingly called the wife of the man to whom she was engaged. So for confirmation, one can read Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 23 to 24, or Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and verse 24. And not surprisingly, an engaged Jewish man was duly called an husband, although he was not legally married, as Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 23, and Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 19 states. So notwithstanding what was just shared, Jewish peculiarities no cohabitational rehearsals were ever allowed, not even once, until the night following their wedding. For the proof of her bride's purity was duly established on the night after her wedding. Moreover, the accepted proof of her chastity was the manifestation of blood as a result of the rupturing of her hymen, resulting from her first sexual intercourse. Then too, Another aspect of the marital tradition of the Jews, which is alien to ours, is the crucial part that the virgin's parents play in their daughter's marriage. Accordingly, during the time of the newlyweds' first sexual intercourse, the girl's parents would patiently wait outside until the act was completed in order to collect the bloodstained tokens of their daughter's virginity as proof of her chastity. Now, if after that first intercourse, the expected virgin proved not to have been a virgin, her husband would take her to the elders of that city who would sanction her death by, store, by stoning. Then too, if prior to their wedding she became pregnant for another man, he could either carry her to be stoned 
or he could secretly send her away to some other part of the country. Because of this strict code of conduct that was associated with the Jewish matrimonial tradition, all prospective Jewish wives took steps to ensure that they remained virgins until their wedding day. So the unique Jewish engagement and marital traditions, therefore, highlight some of the chief differences between our Western engagement and marital customs and that which obtained during the time of Christ's earthly ministry. Because of what was shared, right, and those peculiarities that were mentioned, therefore, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that there exist great differences between our Western system of engagement and marriage and that which obtained in the Middle East during the time of Christ's birth and earthly ministry. These unique differences between these engagement and matrimonial traditions are two of the reasons why Jesus enlisted the services of Matthew, Mark, and Luke to write on this critical matrimonial and divorce issue. And this explains the difference in treatment of these issues by these three writers. For while St. Matthew had the Jews as his target group, St. Mark's gospel targeted the then Roman world, and St. Luke's gospel was specifically written for all the nations of the world generally. Brethren, the following two references should suffice further to highlight this point. Accordingly, St. Matthew, writing with Israel specifically in view, made mention of the Sabbath day in relation to Israel's escape from Antichrist's military campaign, which has Jerusalem as its focal point. So read Matthew chapter 24, verse 20 as confirmation. St. Luke, on the other hand, who wrote with the entire world in view, also wrote about the said Jerusalem assault, but did not mention any Sabbath day, since the Sabbath is peculiar to the Jews, who will be still observing this ordinance during Antichrist's reign. So this explains the reason for this Matthew chapter 24 verse 20 warning to the Jews and the omission of this Sabbath warning to the nations of the world. Undoubtedly, Matthew chapter 24, verses 20 to 21, compared with Luke chapter 21, verses 20 to 23, surely highlight this point. Another of Jesus' discourses which highlights this said phenomenon is found in the parable of the fig tree. In this regard, while Matthew mentions the fig tree, meaning the nation of Israel, as the focal point of Jesus' end-time parable, as we read in Matthew chapter 24, verses 32 to 33, <coughs> what can do such in their own time? St. Luke's Gospel, on the other hand, highlights the fig tree, meaning Israel, and all the trees, meaning all the other nations of the world. So read Luke chapter 21, verses 29 to 31 as confirmation, as the focal point of this said parable. Yes, brethren and online friends, this difference in target groups explains the difference in treatment of certain issues in the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
Not surprisingly, this phenomenon is likewise highlighted by these said writers' recordings of this marriage and divorce issue. So, on your own time, or while listening to the segments, one can read Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 to 32, Matthew chapter 19, verses 8 to 9, Mark chapter 10, verses 2 to 12, and Luke chapter 16, verses 18, and underscore the difference in treatment of the same issue. This being so, it is sharefully to use Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 to 32, or Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, two texts that relate specifically to the Jewish engagement and matrimonial traditions, which allow for an engaged Jewish virgin to be called a wife, even before she was legally married. So read Deuteronomy chapter 22, <coughs> verses 23 to 24, as confirmation, please. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, underscoring verses 18 to 20 and then 24 and claim that jesus in matthew chapter 5 verse 32 or matthew chapter 19 verse 9 taught that a man in the west may divorce his wife and then remarry someone else if his former wife committed adultery when jesus neither thought so nor thought so for jesus in those two matthew references allowed for divorce only on the ground of fornication, which is premarital unfaithfulness on the part of an engaged Jewish virgin. Brethren, we all know that a married woman cannot commit fornication. Any extramarital affair, therefore, with a male partner must be duly classified as adultery. And if Jesus intended to inform us that adultery was a ground for divorce and remarriage, he would have used the word moika for adultery twice in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Matthew chapter 19, verse 9. But he did not do that. Instead, he used two different words in dealing with that issue. And he deliberately used the word pornia for fornication, then moika for adultery in both references. This was so done in order to ensure that there was no ambiguity that no one can truthfully say that Jesus endorsed divorce and remarriage on the grounds of adultery. For he never thought so, nor thought so, as can be seen or read in Matthew chapter, in Mark, sorry, chapter 10, verse 2 to 12, Luke chapter 16, verse 18, or 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 to 11. Unfortunately, though, This is the very thing that the liberals are saying today. And the sad thing about it is this. The enemy has provided them with new corrupt versions of the Bible to assist them in their propaganda. This explains the reason for the multiplicity of new versions of the Bible with which we are indulged today. Brethren, please notice that most of the new versions render the word pornia which Jesus used to indicate premarital unfaithfulness as adultery or postmarital unchastity. Why did they do that? I am asking, why did they do that? Now you see, that was done 
in order to legitimize what Jesus despised and what havoc that is causing in the church of Jesus Christ today and what devastation it is having on human civilization as a whole. Virgin Church of Jesus Christ, let us arise and let us do something positive about this divorce and remarriage situation before it overwhelms us all. Yes, my dear brethren, this difference between the Jewish engagement and matrimonial tradition and that which obtains in the West is highlighted by the fact that an engaged Jewish virgin and an engaged Jewish man were accorded the titles of wife and husband, respectively. So read Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 23 to 24, Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, 20, 24, and 25. This is not so in the West. Moreover, this explains the reason for the except for fornication in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, and Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, in the Old King James Version Bible. And its omission in Mark chapter 10, verse 10 to 12, and Luke chapter 16, verse 18. The word fornication in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, and Matthew chapter 19, verse 9, is now replaced by some word or phrase, which means adultery in almost all or new and corrupt versions. What a pity! What a calamity. Virgin, excuse me a minute, please. So I do apologize for that short um, moment. So as I come to a close to this segment, brethren, if we had but followed the Apostle Paul's command of two of Second Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen, and had diligently sought God for clarity on these crucial issues, the Holy Ghost, no doubt would have guided us into all truth on this crucial marriage, divorce, and remarriage issue. And all the heretical deviations of Jesus' teaching on this issue would never have arisen. So as I come to an end, may God help us to divide rightly <coughs> his holy word of truth so that it may produce the required cleansing and holy fruit which God intended it to produce in us as we adhere to God's teaching on this divine truth. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again. Brethren, please spend time and read the Holy Word. But the scriptures shared today in this segment, one can go back and read the scriptures on your own time. Strengthen yourselves in the Word. 
strengthen yourselves in the word, brethren, because what lies ahead for those who strong, who stand strong, believing upon the hope and promises of Jesus Christ, we're going to need the word. We're going to need the word to strengthen us and to carry us through. Brethren, please prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return. He will be returning soon. So that's the end of my segment today. Have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you and I love you. So bless for now.